so this is Lee Klein. Thank you so much for being here today. Jesus, as usual, has a word for us. He's so amazing to share with us what he's thinking, telling us things to come. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you so much for acknowledging us, for preparing us to stand before you that day, giving us revelation knowledge, telling us things to come. We just want to receive that word that you have for us today. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. And so he does have a word for us today. And he said that we don't have because we don't ask. And we don't ask many times because we don't believe. We don't believe that he can do what he said he would do. And so we don't ask. And the reason we think that is, as always, we haven't taken enough time to get to know him so that we can trust him. Many times because of that, um, because of not taking that first step, like Peter did, he walked out on the water And when he started to sink, when he started to faint, Jesus grabbed him. And many times that's what we need to do. Just start. Just start. Just get out on the water and walk and see what would happen. You wouldn't fail. Jesus would be there for you. And he would bring to pass that thing that you asked him because you believed. And so, take the first step. Just believe Him. Just believe Him. Ask Him and believe. Don't step out in front of Him because you got afraid. And do it yourself. That's what He's saying that we do. We ask Him, and then we do it ourselves. We bless ourselves. We meet our own needs. And... So that's, that's really asking amiss. And James 4, 3 says that when we ask, we ask amiss. We ask, but we don't intend on Jesus doing that thing for us. We ask and we take care of it instead of waiting on him to take care of it. And he's saying today that he's jealous that also the other thing that we do is we, we go to other sources instead of him. Um, when we need someone to talk to, we go somewhere else. When we need, our, our, when we need uh, a need met, we go to the bank. We go to the doctor before we go to him. And he's saying, many times you don't even ask me. It never even comes to your mind to ask me. Even though you call yourself mine, you don't come and tell me what you need. You don't ask. You're meeting your own needs because you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know what I can actually do for you. Because really, you don't know me. And as 
I just said, you don't take that first step to trust him, to push past that fear of him not doing that thing that you're asking him to do. And so what Jesus is saying today is that he wants you to ask him and then believe him and then wait. Look to him, trust him, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll make your path straight. He's going to do for you what you're doing for yourself. And if you're doing it yourself, you're, you're really saying that you don't believe him. You don't believe in him. You don't trust him. And that's what he wants you to know. His perspective of what we're doing is different than what we think. We're thinking, I got to do this, I got to do that. Um, I'm preparing this for me. I have to figure this out. And he's saying, to know him, to get on the same page with him, is to ask him, be reliant on him. And then many times, um, we're not going to we're not going to get what we asked for because we're not ready. Just like you wouldn't give your son or daughter the keys to the car before they learned how to drive it. And a lot of times we ask for things that we don't really need. We ask for things um, to fulfill our pleasures. Like the rich man, for example. He said, what do I have to do to have eternal life? Jesus said, sell all your stuff, give it to the poor, and follow me. And so... Jesus is saying, I'm coming. I need you to go for me. And you're thinking about all your stuff. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. The pleasures of life, which are really a trap. He's asking you to get on the same page as him and realize that he's preparing to come. It's as well that none should perish, that you wouldn't have a God before him. All those things that are so important to you that you put before him are the things that he would say no to you for because he wants you to have eternal life. So if he says no, it's because he's smarter than you are. He's looking out for you. When you abide in Him and He abides in you, then you can ask whatever you want and He's going to give it to you because you're on the same page as Him. The rich man wasn't. His God was His stuff. And His God being His stuff, Jesus, it says He loved the man when He told him to sell it all and give it to the poor. Give it all up because it's a trap. He said, what do I have to do to have eternal life? Jesus said, sell your stuff. He asked a question. Jesus gave him the answer. He didn't like the answer. 
And so he walked away. And he said, at the end of everything, everything said and done, he said, no one gives up houses, mothers, sisters, brothers, for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive in this lifetime a hundredfold return. And so it's not that he didn't want him to have it. He didn't want him to go to hell. When we work so hard to get stuff, it's our God. And so he was saying, let it go. Whatever your God is, he's going to say, no, let it go. And then I'll give you, once I'm your God, once I'm the most important thing to you, when you rely on me, I know what you need. And I'm going to give it to you. And then I'm your God, and I'm going to bless you. That's how it works. You don't want to bless yourself. You don't want other gods before him. That's why he said, you can call him Lord, but that doesn't mean you're going to have eternal life. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father And um, many will say, I did this, I did that. He's going to say, I didn't know you. You practice lawlessness. If you don't have understanding, if you don't have revelation knowledge, if he's not telling you things to come, you're not going to realize that you have a God before him. And then you don't know him, and then you also don't know as well. That man didn't understand he said, I, did, I do all the Ten Commandments. I did them since I was a little boy. So, I'm perfect, right? No, you lack one thing. That could be you. You lack one thing. And so in that situation, when you ask, he's going to say no. Because it's not good for you. I want you to have eternal life. Everlasting life. And so, what you're asking for in that situation is you're, you're asking amiss. You're asking for your own pleasure, James says. Or, you do ask God, and yet you fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose. Evil, selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire, you spend it on sensual pleasures. You were like the unfaithful wives having love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God. Do you not know that being with a world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes a stand as an enemy of God. Verse 5, Or do you suppose that the scripture is speaking to no purpose that says the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us, And he yearns for the Spirit to be welcome with a jealous love. But he gives us more grace, power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency. That's why he said, God sets itself up against the proud and the haughty, and he gives grace to the lowly to be subject to God, resist the enemy, stand firm against him, and he'll flee. Believing God for your needs to be met is humbling. It's it's not meeting your needs, not um, being competitive with everyone else. 
But it's humbling yourself before God and saying, your will, not mine. I trust you. If you're telling me no, then I'm not going to do it. Because I know you're teaching me. Revelation 3.19, he said he corrects those he loves. He's correcting us because he loves us. So if he says no, that's why. He's correcting you because he loves you. So on the other hand, if you don't ask him to heal you, to meet your needs, if you don't humble yourself enough before him to ask to fulfill those needs that you have, then you're not having faith for him to do that. And he wants to do it. He wants to give you that miracle. He wants to. He's in love with you. And so we got to humble ourselves before him and just trust him. Just trust him. And that's the word I have for you today. Revelation 3.20, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would allow me to come in by heeding my voice, I'm going to dine with you. I'm going to be with you. That's all there is to it. You just have to want to be a part of his life. Just humble yourself before him. If you abide in him and he abides in you, as you are representing him, he will give you what you're asking for. So, if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then let's do that now. That's the first step. Jesus, we're going to heed your voice, and we're asking that you would come and live on the inside of us. We humble ourselves before you. We submit to you to do your will. We love you. We praise you. We receive the word that you have for us today. We're going to do your will, not ours. We're going to ask and prove that your will is good and perfect by believing, believing you, submitting to you. We love you. We praise you. Give you all the glory. Now, if you said that prayer and you received, I would so love it if you let me know. And you know that doing His will really manifests His power in your life. When you ask and you receive, you're showing who He is. Just like when Jesus fed the 5,000 plus. He was doing the will of the Father. And he asked, and, and God fed all those people. He didn't ask amiss. He's our example. And God is asking us to do his will, to go for him. He's about to come. And he needs us to separate from the world and do his will. Go. Represent him. Show who he is by getting to know him first and then humbling yourself before him so that when you ask 
it happens. So your first thought isn't to go to the bank or the doctor, but your first thought is him. Lord, what do I do? Thank you, Jesus, for taking those stripes for me. Thank you that you meet all my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He's so good to us. He's so very good to us. Thank you so much for watching today.